Choose your player. Hello, my name is Orion Orbis, and I have been obsessed with graphic design since uh, seven years old. The one word that sums up my obsession is make it pop, which is, I guess, three words. Yeah, not gonna lie, I'm trying to think of like what are some like relatable facts of graphic design that I can like share because like I don't want to share some like super stupid obscure like uh, like Photoshop like. tool or something. <laughs> but <laughs> I think like, that's that cool what's perfect story, about it. But I think that's what's perfect about it. That's what talks about your nerdiness, right? Hello, yeah. everyone. Welcome to another episode of Your Nerdy Obsession. I am Michael Owen Achenbach, as always. And as you heard, we have a great conversation today about graphic design with a former coworker slash friend slash journeyman on this life that we live together, Orion Orbs. Is it Orbs? Is it pronounced Orbs? That's the other thing I guess I should have asked at the beginning of this whole thing. <laughs> I guess it, it really depends on who you ask, but yeah, it's uh, it's Orbes if I want to be precious about Orbes. it. Orbes, yeah, <laughs> that's that's really the the pronunciation. But like, I, and I go into I can kind of that's a good segue into being nerdy about like the pronunciation of GIF versus GIF. It's just really like whatever is natural, whatever like people go with is the way it is. So my last name is now Orbes. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. Why not? I mean, and my boyfriend loves your name, Matt. You, everyone has heard him on this podcast before. I think it's the greatest name. I love alliterations, and so your name is just you know the top name on my list too. So I love it. <laughs> Thank you. That's very. But that's not what we're talking about today. We're not talking about your name. I mean, kind of in a way, we are. Um, we are going to talk about graphic design. However, first, I'm going to let Orion introduce himself to you all. Um, not only is this an obsession but it's also what he does um so go for it orion tell the listeners who you are what you love anything you want sure so yeah my name is orion orbis i am based in the tiny state of vermont here in the u.s um at work uh, my title is head of brand and creative strategy uh for a hr tech startup based in the uk at home i'm known as dad and uh, yeah, everywhere else, I guess I'm just known as Orion or uh, Orion if you're from another country, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the correct way to say your name, maybe. <laughs> maybe so. The global majority <laughs> says something. <laughs> I love that. Well, as uh, a head of brand and everything, you deal a lot in graphic design or uh, marketing and everything of that nature. Um, and so we're going to talk about your nerdy obsession with this graphic design, but I want to have you kind of, before we go in, we're going to do talk to to me first, but I want you tended to define what graphic design is for people who maybe don't, maybe they have a broad idea of it, but maybe what's a little bit more intricate kind of definition of what is graphic design. Yeah, so really good question because it's a little difficult to define and pry apart from like art. So a lot of people conflate art with design, 
And for me, the way I kind of perceive it and explain it is that design is a little bit more solution oriented where you're trying to solve a specific problem. And art is really where you're trying to like express a feeling or something just much more intangible. Graphic design, really, you're combining uh, things like uh, typography, color, uh, composition, kind of all those design principles. You're combining them in a way that, you know, elicits a certain response from a certain audience or uh, kind of accomplishes a certain goal, right? Whereas with art, you're doing something like maybe you're expressing a certain feeling or want to evoke a certain feeling from your audience. And uh, the two can have a pretty big overlap, obviously. And so that's where, you know, it kind of gets a little, a little bit muddy with how it's defined. But for myself specifically, graphic design pertains to like the advertising industry, marketing, brand, that kind of stuff. And that's my kind of wheelhouse. I love that. I love the way you worded that. I've never had someone describe design as like a puzzle versus art as an expression, right? The kind of like a very simple way of what you put, right? Like design, you're trying to solve for something. You're trying to accomplish something. In art, you're just feeling it for lack of a better term. I love exactly. that. Love that so much. I love that. Um, well, <clears throat> because this is a very broad topic. I want to get kind of everyone on the same page. We are going to jump into Talk Nerdy to Me. All right. For the first, Talk Nerdy to Me is your top three. I want to know what are your top three logos that you've loved in your life? Oh, my God. That is an impossible <laughs> question to answer. Good Lord. Um, also, peek behind the curtain for people. I did reach out and ask for like a summary of Orion's like graphic design background, everything like that. He gave me like his history and we're going to dive into it. <laughs> and he also said like, I don't know, is that like a group of 20? I have it pulled up here. Like of all these old um, logos and stuff, which are so beautiful, which I'll share uh, on our socials as well. But I want to know your top three. <laughs> Man, that's a difficult one. Um, I'll, I'll probably have to go with one of the goats. Obviously, the Apple logo is just so flawless and so sublime. Uh, a lot of effort went into that. Um, not like I said before, I'm not an Apple fanboy, but I do call it when when it's when it's you know uh, when it's there. Uh, so that's a good one. They haven't had to change it or anything or update it in in any meaningful way for a very long time. Nike, of course, I, I can't knock Nike. It's just uh, it's so beautiful. The swoosh, I, I can't, I can't knock it, you know. Um, Apple, Nike. There's something about else? the simplicity of Nike yeah, it's that, just, like, just like you just stare at it. And you're like, all I'm looking at is a swoosh, but it still is very appealing. <laughs> and it just doesn't get old. It just like it always feels good. And you know, regardless yeah. of what your feelings are towards Nike, like I'm not a runner or an athletic person or anything like that. I mean, I, I got my my Nike mm -hmm. shoes, but that's about it. But um, yeah, those two, and I might I might even call out like the IBM logo just because of its uh, also its timelessness and its influence in the graphic design world, and uh, and also just a huge nod to uh, the design teams at IBM who have really kind of pushed the envelope and continue to push the envelope, and uh, they're really you know kind of at the forefront of uh, of all that. And then that's another logo that has been you know unchanged since like the. 70s or whatever then when they came when it first came out true next one is your desert island question this one kind of strung me for a loop so this is what i want you to do <laughs> if you were stranded on a desert island and you needed to create a logo 
out of the items you find on the desert island. How, what items would you use to design a logo on the desert island? Oh man, um, I guess <laughs> we would have to. We would have to. Uh, we would have to create a brief and uh, kind of determine the use case, right? We would have to figure out what the logo is for. So you know, if you're if you're trying to to have it <laughs> like uh, like a sign on like a like a little island uh, lemonade shop or something like that, I don't know. Um, <laughs> gosh. I would probably go with durability. Uh, so I would probably gather up like some coconut husks uh, to try to get some nice like round shapes that are, that are going to, you know, hold up. And then, um, yeah, uh, some, <laughs> I guess some sticks and some, uh, some, palm, <laughs> some palm materials to kind of tie it all up together and do some kind of like Donkey Kong style logo. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for humoring me on that one. Uh, <laughs> the next is top event. What I want to know here is what is your top, excuse me, what is your top print or your top commercial moment that happened in graphic design? Because I know commercial is not design technically, but it, it kind of bridges or borders on, on that world too. That like really spoke to you, like something that like really just jumped out at you and really like grabbed your heart like the like the most impactful kind of design there's man there's been so many because uh like early on like i remember like i shared i shared with you some of the the logos that kind of influenced me and i remember just kind of seeing them out in the world and being like wow that's that's really interesting how like there can be so much meaning in this tiny little shape right like just kind of like a genie in a bottle type of thing um i wouldn't i would say it really galvanized for me a little later down the road when I was like in my early teens and I was starting to get into like skateboarding and stuff like that. And there were brands like element and like habitat and stuff like that, that were like started by like designer skater people. And um, those for me were like, okay, so this is actually a thing that people actually do that is actually really fun and cool. And so that for me was when I was like really starting to, because around that time, it's like, okay, so what am I going to do with my life? You know, what, what, what's something that I could really see myself doing? And I would see this out in the world and, and be like, okay, I want to, I want to do that. And so that for me, I think was like a major, like, I want to do this kind of stuff right here. So I would say probably Element. Element was, a the Element skateboarding brand was probably a big influence for me. Nice. I love that. Um, next one is where do I start? So if someone is interested in graphic design, like you said, like you just started seeing these, you saw Element because you were skateboarding and they were they're interested in this. How does someone start in getting into a graphic design as an obsession or as a career? Oh, man. So it's a really great time for it because technology and tools have gotten so much more accessible these days. Um, Canva is fantastic, honestly. Look, anybody can sign up for a Canva account for free. Um, you know, it's, uh, it was the, the, the tool everybody loved to crap on when it first came out a few years ago. It was like the big <laughs> joke. But it's, it's honestly, it's, it's taken so much market share from the big players in the game. And uh, it really makes it for really easy for anybody to just get in there, uh, spin up a logo or whatever for maybe your small business or, mm -hmm. or what may, what, what may your uh, podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever, <laughs> whatever your thing is, it's more accessible than ever to really like, uh, you know, get on a tool and create something for yourself. And so, yeah, if I had Canva back in the day, Oh my gosh, that would have been 
very helpful because I had a I had to like kazaa like a pirated copy of Photoshop to like really get into it and like <laughs> go through like written tutorials because like YouTube wasn't a thing yet. So it was like it was a little harder. I definitely had a little you gotta you had to have a little more gumption, I feel like gumption and learning curve like no no offense to anything else but canva is very user-friendly very simple in terms of that aspect of it where um photoshop i still get scared looking at it so. yeah canva's fantastic <laughs> and it does a lot of the same stuff that, yeah. that photoshop does it's just much more uh much more easy uh to get into for sure Mm-hmm. very similar but kind of a little bit different best place to find so what i mean by this is like if someone was going to go out and just like enjoy graphic design look at stuff how where's like the best place to find it or where do you find yourself gravitating towards like just looking at stuff oh well there's a couple really great sites so the first one i would recommend would probably be dribble and that's uh dribble like you're dribbling a basketball with three b's so d-r-i-b-b-b-l-e.com and that's a, just a great site for uh, design inspiration. And you see it across the board, um, like UX, uh, web design, uh, print, uh, just the whole gamut. And uh, that's really the best place to go just if you want to find some inspiration. That's super highly recommended. And then Adobe's version of that, which is called Behance. That's uh, B-H-A-N-C-E dot net i think and uh it's like a portfolio site where uh again designers post their work and it's really awesome as well love that what is your favorite random fact about graphic design oh my gosh favorite random fact um (laughs) there's so many like little facts like that that i like i i I seem to only think of them like two or three years in in like a social (laughs) setting where i'm like did you know this super weird thing that you probably don't care about. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> that's when the, the the nerdiness really comes out. Um, yes, that's what you you let down your guard, and you're just like, you know what? Everyone needs to know about this Adobe Photoshop tool that's found only with this keystroke. <laughs> right? Yeah, or like today, I was watching I was watching a random thing on YouTube, and I learned that uh, PowerPoint started as like a Mac app and then uh um microsoft bought really? bought, i did not know that yeah microsoft bought the company that made powerpoint huh. like in the in the late 80s so, and yeah <laughs> that's crazy yeah I that's really that. so like not pages but something some other some other iteration yeah, pages right? is something that apple pages, what did on, their, their, on their own yeah or whatever the their solution <laughs> that's was so but, weird yeah, i did not know that one so yeah i guess for a random fact <laughs> i'd probably go with the old uh aforementioned gif versus gif thing uh which is i think uh enough of an overlap with design right because you know images and image formats and all that good stuff yeah um so yeah i guess uh back in the day the uh the engineer who came up with the format uh called it gif because gif uh ads like for peanut butter were, were playing on the um on the tv all the time and so that's what he called it and even though the the format is graphics interchange format uh, yeah. with a soft g not a hard g um yeah that's uh, that was the, the the whole battle is that you you don't say gif you say or you say gif and not not gif and i don't know i don't i don't i don't do all that i it's gif and that's my that's the, i will die i will die on that hill 100 <laughs> percent. it's gif it's gif I, I don't care what anybody says not even the creator i, I invite everybody to at me with that one 
(laughs) (laughs) Just come for me. We'll start this whole argument. Uh, Next one is, if I like blank, then I will like graphic design. Fill in the blank. Okay. Um, I would say um, tidiness, organization, kind of like arranging things. Because like a lot of folks have, and I kind of, always say that creativity is everywhere everyone is creative in their own way even like lawyers and bankers or whatever you know people who you wouldn't normally think as of being creative are a lot of folks who aren't like uh, don't consider themselves like creative or artistic uh like in the in the traditional sense i guess um would probably have a lot of fun uh kind of like doing designs and composing things and putting stuff together and picking colors and stuff like that that's why like there's uh, so much of a, a discipline for like interior design, like putting furniture together and painting walls and making all that stuff work. It's the same principles. You're just arranging things in a certain composition to kind of like match a certain context to kind of uh, fulfill a specific function, right? Uh, all those kind of core functions are kind of consistent across all those things. So yeah, if you're into like organizing and uh you know, color harmony and that kind of stuff, you will like graphic design. Last one for Talk Nerdy to me. If you know, you know. So all the other graphic designers out there, I want you to say something that only they would know. Oh, man. Um, Comic Sans. It's time to stop hating it. <laughs> even, the, even the creator of the font was like, I did not ever mean for this to, to get out of hand like this. Comic Sans, perfectly fine font. Nothing wrong with it. Let's, uh, there's, there's bigger fish to fry. (laughs) That was beautiful. Uh, (laughs) I agree as well. I use comic sans far too often in the best way possible. Cause I just, it looks, it looks more human. It doesn't look more tidy and stuff. I want to, I want to jump into our conversation. That was a talk nerdy to section. Now we're just jumping into it. Um, I want you to talk. The first kind of question is uh, like around what age did this hit you? And I think it was really beautiful what you wrote to me, kind of kind of breaking that down um, in terms of your your experience. And then each one of the uh, the computers and the random letterheads and all of that stuff. I just thought it was great. I just would like you to share it from your words, if you don't mind. Um, like when this first kind of hit you where where it kind of jumped out in your story that way i was raised in a pretty kind of like creative family my my uncle was a painter my grandma was also a painter at one time creativity and art and all that stuff was really strongly encouraged in my household for me like drawing was the first kind of gateway drug i would say uh and i still love to draw um (laughs) my whole thing was really uh like i just loved drawing and i think everybody loves drawing when they're kids and it's just like some people just kind of stick with it a little longer yeah for me it was almost like a maybe a coping mechanism. I don't know. I was drawing like a lot. I was doing it as like, uh, there was something there. There was, uh, I'm not exactly yeah. sure what, but it, there was definitely something. So spending all that time drawing, you know, eventually kind of turned into other stuff where my first obsession was Dragon Ball. I loved Dragon Ball. Uh, that was like my thing. Right. And so I was always trying to one up, uh, this other friend who was, uh, trying to learn how to draw all the characters and we would just one up each other over the years eventually he kind of got into other stuff and I kept going and I was like, I got to a point where I could like draw them like perfectly by, by heart. By then it was like clearly something that I was um, pretty proficient at. Like I was the, I was the, 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 I was that kid. 
in class, right? Um, <laughs> when, was, when you were, when you were drawing and you started, were you just drawing, um, like tracing or were you just doodling and then figuring out, or were you literally just like watching Dragon Ball or watching something and then just drawing it? Literally tracing. That was the thing. Um, That's yeah, awesome. nice. yeah, my mom would buy me these like Dragon Ball activity books and I would get tracing paper and I would just like go to town and just like, I'd spent so much time doing that. that I would just learn how to, how, how to, you know, draw them without having to trace them and so yeah i would highly recommend anybody who wants to get into it just trace so it doesn't matter you're not you're not copying anything like don't don't worry about it like you're going to be standing on somebody's shoulders no matter what you do but uh yeah um <laughs> and then around that same time like i remember noticing just out in the world you know mcdonald's or whatever just logos uh certain shapes with certain colors and stuff like that that were like uh really consistent like they were always like that and um and when you ask what they mean you know you'd get kind of like a different answer depending on who you ask it was always like it's this particular kind of thing you know in the case of like mcdonald's you know it's like this food chain that you go to and you eat stuff like that and that's uh, there's they're all over the world and no matter where you go in the world you're going to find this kind of more or less pretty consistent experience and so that to me was pretty interesting is how you can really boil something down, something so big down into just like this tiny, simple little shape that really kind of stands out from every other one. And so it's really immediately kind of recognizable. And so <laughs> probably uh, kind of unusual for like a seven year old to like be into that kind of stuff or like interested in it. And, and I definitely was, I was like drawing like mcdonald's logos or like uh some of the logos that i sent you because i was growing up in mexico those were kind of some of the brands that that were there but um yeah, yeah and then and then we had um in in the message i shared that we were um we had uh, an old like three point windows 3.1 computer where um i would get in and like print out like little calendars for the family or like photo frames or like all this like kitschy little awesome. stuff that uh, that I just loved doing, and I just loved the the screech of the printer and like tearing off the little the little tabs on the paper from the old school dot matrix printers. Right? Uh, I'm yes. probably hitting myself really hard <laughs> with that, but uh, I just loved it. It was so much fun. Uh, there was something about you know using the software, uh, clacking on the keyboard. You know, like there was something about that whole thing that was just. I just couldn't get enough of it. I was just like, I need more oh, of this. Just like shoot it into my veins. Yeah. Like that's just, I just couldn't, you know? Well, it's like, it, it was, it was like, um, kind of what you said about when you're tracing that Dragon Ball Z love, you're still creating something, but this was the first thing that maybe you created for lack of a better term from scratch, right? Like you got to form that calendar and stuff like that. That's so cool. Or like uh, using I love the, that. I love whatever that software, like little <laughs> templates, like you'd go through and like, go select like the coolest frame and then find like the font yes. and stuff like that. Like, I, I don't know. I thought that was just super fun. And then of course, paint. I love that so much. I definitely, I did yeah. my time on paint. I oh. would be remiss if I didn't oh, mention yeah. paint. <laughs> we need the OG graphic design tool. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Oh so man. True. So much time in, in, in paint. Also, like I have to say, like growing up, there were kids that like, knew how to work paint like there was like i mean i could get on paint and i could play around and do stuff but then you had these like kids that were like created a full like you know bob ross painting on, on paint and i was like how is this possible to do that but 
insane. Were you one you of those just, kids? You just remember? No, I was definitely not that. I mean, oh. I, I definitely, <laughs> I got, I, I, I peaked. There was a point where like my, yeah. my, my paint art peaked and I kind of branched out into other stuff. Right. But, um, you just reminded me of this uh, amazing, uh, illustrator. Uh, his name's Pat Hines. He went viral a few years ago for his paint creations where he, he only does stuff in paint. And it's ridiculously detailed, ridiculously good. And anyone who spent any time in paint knows that it's like very limiting. You don't like have layers or anything like that to like uh, manage Mm -hmm. what you're doing. Like what you see is what you get in terms of like you have to go like pixel by pixel. And this guy is just totally out of control. So, uh, yeah, Pat Hines, uh, amazing uh, MS Paint artist. I love that. Um, when you were like, like you said, these uh, McDonald's arches or all these logos were like jumping out at you. Was there anything about them that you noticed, maybe not as a kid, but maybe like as you grew up and kind of connected the dots that were synchronous, like of design? Um, I don't know, like design ideas. Cause like you said, des- design is trying to solve something, but I also feel design is more often not abstract you know it's very very clean lines very crisp very like hey up front this is what it is versus like you're not going to see a salvador dali on a billboard selling something like right i mean maybe actually yeah so was it something about that nature that also drew you in or was it just like the creative nature of all these logos yeah i think it was um it was the fact that you have this uh, this concept that gets boiled down into like a symbol. And then the process of how you get something like that into the physical world. So for me, there was some sort of like mm. alluring kind of mysticism behind of like, uh, you know, how did they create that? Like how, what was the process? You know, like how did they arrive at something like that? And then not only that, but how do they like make the signs and stuff like that? How do they make this so that I can see it with my eyes? So all that stuff to me was just like really, really fascinating. And as I learned more about it, I was more and more into it. Cause like by the time I was like in my early teens and stuff like that, getting interested in like skateboarding and like punk rock and stuff like that, where like screen printing and whatnot was a big deal. And I was like, Oh, you can like make your own shirts and stuff like that. Right. And that's when it started to like click for me that like, you know, print and, and, and design and all this stuff like went hand in hand. And then, you know, the, the rest is history. But yeah, that the, the whole the whole process of like, how do you take like a concept, boil it down into a logo that's recognizable to where like a like a toddler can draw it from memory. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Which is like a whole, you know, other thing of like simplicity and making stuff uh, to where um, they're super memorable and easy to record and stuff like that, which is like a core tenet of like flag design, for example, or uh, for the for the vexillologists out there, you know, the the study of, of flag vexillology is, is, is flag design. I right? love that. <laughs> which is another field of design that I really love and respect. Um, I was going to say, that sounds like a separate nerdy obsession we could do by itself for you. <laughs> There's a really great TED talk about uh, th- this other podcast uh, show from 99% Invisible. Uh, he does uh, a whole thing on flag design and how he loves flag design and talks about like what it all means and stuff. Uh, when that came out, I, I loved it. It was uh, probably another like little galvanizing point in in my story where I was like, "This is really really cool." Um, but yeah, the whole the whole world of flag design is great. 
Um, but yeah, the, the idea being that uh, it has to, flags have to be something that even a child can draw from memory, right? If you complicate it beyond that, then it's not a good flag design, right? Because the whole point is like you have to kind of uh, <laughs> indoctrinate people with this identity, right? That's the whole purpose. Yeah, of it. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, the simplicity of it, like the uh, the brevity, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I found it all super fascinating and I wanted to learn more and I still do. <laughs> yeah, I love that. How do you, um, now, like you said, like your, your role is dealing with brand. So graphic design and brand kind of go hand in hand, obviously. You kind of are the, the the dungeon master of the graphic designers on your team right like like hey this is our problem you guys let's solve this together <laughs> how have you how have you grown into you know loving graphic design and where you are now how have you kind of found your personal style or your personal like want for graphic design because it's kind of what i'm kind of getting at here is that there's this fine line like you talked about between art and graphic design where there's a huge overlap like you're both creating things and stuff like that do you find that graphic design can give itself personality to the designer or is it based more off of what the company is or something like that. Yeah. So it really, yeah. Like, like you said, it depends on like the goal of, uh, of the design itself, but, um, yeah. And I was talking about kind of my background and like, now that I've, uh, I'm, I'm more comfortable in like the technical execution, like the tools and stuff like that. I feel like very comfortable, um, you know, doing designs and stuff like that. And like now more of my interest is in like, like you said, the brand side of things, which deals with like perception. And that's where it gets like really uh, intangible and kind of abstract is like, how do people perceive your brand? You know, like, and that is, uh, that's a whole other kind of art and science of it. Cause like you can have a design and you can produce something, but then the way somebody's going to perceive that is a whole other situation. And so that right now is what I find most interesting. It's like kind of like the other side of it. Right. And so I've kind of come full yeah. circle and come around like the other way where I'm like on the other side of it and I'm kind of like wondering, you know, like what seven-year-old is like perceiving this design, you know, kind of like how I did when I first started. Right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You, you, you taught yourself how to make these designs, how you perceive them. And now you're being like, well, how is this person perceiving? And then let's create that. Oh, that's so cool. Um, when you, um, when you see like a design maybe per se out in life, cause it's everywhere. And maybe you look at it and you're like, that is something a seven year old would not understand. Why did you make that? <laughs> how does that, how does it affect like the blinders that like, for lack of a better term, like every other day people have, right. I've noticed for perfect example, like I am a theater major when I was deep into theater and I was doing theater all the time. I was so critical of anything theater, anything like that. Now I don't care because I don't I'm not part of it anymore as much as I was. But like, do you find that some designs are ruined? Do you find you get more excited over some? How does that affect you? I am definitely way more cynical now, (laughs) way more. uh, Yeah, like now that I know how the sausage is made, uh, like anytime that (laughs) anytime I come across that, I definitely get really, uh, really pedantic and probably kind of annoying about it. Um, But but I try I try to like be aware of it. Right. I try to be like. Uh, if we're watching a movie and there's some kind of obnoxious product placement, I'm not going to like 
<laughs> I'm not gonna like jump out of my seat and be like, that's wrong, you know? Like I'm gonna, I, I, I've learned to kind of chill myself out in that way. But uh, yeah, totally, totally very jaded and cynical when it comes to all that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, I love that. We don't have to name any bad ones, of course. But I will say that one of the questions is, what is something about graphic design that you maybe dislike? Like, is it like the culture, like the the grouping? Is it maybe how things are being perceived or, or in terms of like popularity and stuff like that? What is something that you really don't like? Oh, great question. Uh, I would probably go with like the commodification of it, just like um, and without without getting too far into like capitalism, this and that or whatever, but like really um there's uh there comes a point where you know there's so much doing more with less that you can do before it's just uh there's no craft anymore you know um mm. what i like about design is is that it's a craft it's a it's a human you know it's a thing with a human input that um you know produces a very you know kind of a specific result um, and now with the introduction of like AI and all this stuff, which is, don't get me wrong, very exciting. I'm having a lot of fun playing with it. Um, I'm very worried for what it's going to look like in the future with not that I'm like worried about like losing my job or anything like that. Cause like, I, I, can, I definitely see it as like a value add, like an enhancement, right? Like, well, I can mm-hmm. do this much faster or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, uh, like as an example, like in the sixties of, uh, like the admin era, right? Like the golden age of advertising or whatever, where you had like, the whole art department had to produce this one layout and they had like a month to do it. Now we have to do like a dozen of those in a day or something like that. You know, it's just like the quantity over quality thing is really annoying and obnoxious. And it's just like, I wish we would just kind of take a step back and like really like refigure this out. Cause, uh, and I think parts, parts of it are kind of like that where you're seeing a little bit more of a resurgence of like, uh, design influencers or something like that that are kind of like walking through the process and sharing it and there's like a, this kind of like renaissance I want to say happening so uh, overall I'm hopeful but yeah there's definitely some annoying stuff about it that I wish wasn't yeah. like that <laughs> um, I want, I'm glad you brought it up first AI within it I think uh, it's an interesting thing to add AI into anything that is artistic or design related um, because I think for so long we as humans thought that oh that's only something like the human eye could discern or like you know the human mind could do um, and I'm I, I'm with you I think anything AI should be taken as a value add it's when people start taking it as like oh this is how the job's going to work that's where we're going to get in trouble and that's where it's not going to be great for some companies it might work but because it works doesn't mean it's great and <laughs> it doesn't actually work yeah, the, the, all the corner thing, <laughs> but, I'm, I'm definitely not a fan of uh i think uh, a lot of people see it as like a, a way to to kind of cut corners and kind of uh get rid of expensive copywriters or designers or whatever which you know, fair, you know, I, I understand that certain innovations have led to people losing whatever job, like the invention of the elevator, you know, got rid of uh, mm-hmm. people, you know, do the, the elevator service people who were like, <laughs> yeah. I get that. And that's, uh, that's the normal part of, of progress. But I think there's a, there's a difference between corner cutting and like efficiency. And there's like a sweet spot in there where like, I don't know, I thought the, I think the movie her with, um, uh, what's his face? Um, Walking really did Phoenix. a good job exploring. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really bad at names. Um, <laughs> right. Did a really good job exploring that whole concept of like what 
you know, uh, AI would look like in our jobs where you have this guy doing like greeting cards or whatever and just talking at the computer and it would just like do stuff. And I can like absolutely see that being a thing in like the next five years or something like that. I just have fun with chat chat GPT. So let me tell you what, me and me Same. and that guy, we're friends or that that Same. entity. That's what we'll say. <laughs> um, so you've made you made some references to this uh, when you like see uh, when you've seen a bad design or when you get a couple beers in and you go, you know, crazy deep on your nerdy obsession. How do you reveal this to people? Like, when do you get comfortable enough where you're going to go go all in on? Hey, this is really what I love. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it's a pretty. Uh... <laughs> It's a pretty obvious thing. Like everybody who knows me knows what I do. Um, I, I definitely, uh, I wear like, like, des, you know, designer uh, hats and stuff like that. Like one of my favorite designers is uh, um, Aaron Draplin. Um, amazing guy. He kind of, uh, his whole thing is uh, he brings like this kind of blue collar type of ethic to design, which is a traditionally like more like a white collar type of thing. And so uh, I really love his whole everything, just uh, his whole philosophy and, and approach and and just his, his work is amazing. And I, I met him in, in Austin and just like the coolest dude ever. And uh, so I have one of his hats and like I wear that. So I, I, I make it obvious. I wear it on my sleeve. Right. And so, uh, yeah. And whenever whenever it does come up, I don't I don't have a problem kind of interjecting or be like, oh, I understand this. I'll drop a thing or two here. <laughs> Let me tell you my knowledge. I love that. Um, when uh, we don't have to talk about specific monies and monies, moonies and stuff like this, but for graphic design, like if somebody was going to start into it and stuff like that, do you first like start out just able to make money on selling? Hey, this is my content that I can share with you. Do you find a way to join a team because you like that? How can you make money? I mean, you can spend money easily doing this, but how can you how can you make money in order to do this? Well, that's going to depend on, you know, the approach you want to take. So if you want to like more, work more for yourself, you know, kind of be your own brand, your own personality, your own influencer um, and kind of do your your own thing. Uh, that's one way. And then working for somebody else where, you know, you clock in and out and you and you funnel your time and effort uh, to advance somebody else's thing whatever that might be. So um, it really depends on what you want to do. So for myself, obviously, I have a day job. And so I, I do the job thing. You know, I, I uh, exchange my my skills and my expertise for a paycheck. And that's the, that <laughs> arrangement works for me just fine. And uh, I do my own thing when I can. Um, I, I try to like, uh, draw on my iPad and stuff like that, posts, uh, little illustrations and stuff like that whenever I have time, which I have very little of, you know, uh, having three kids and a uh, busy family life oh, yeah. makes that very, very, <laughs> very tough. Uh, there's definitely times I wish I was one of those designers who like was doing their own thing and like, uh, which I know grass is greener on the other side. I know it's tough to, to, uh, I've, I've done the Just, it's always, it always is. You'll always find joys in other people's stuff. Right. I always, Not to so. too much or yeah. anything, but yeah, like, uh, so yeah, it really depends on what you want to do. Like there's lots of people out there making a fantastic living, just kind of doing their own thing, uh, printing stuff, uh, having an Etsy shop, whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a totally valid way to do it. And it's just, there's so many, variations of it that like there's something for everybody out there you know like any interests you can name it um if you want to get into designing uh making your own content really good way to make a living it is 
very saturated. Lots of people are doing it, but there's always something new. And the cool thing about it is that it's very, uh, it hinges a lot on culture. So if you have like a unique kind of point of view or a unique take on something, you can always find a way to kind of distill that into like what you want to produce for the world to, to, you know, connect or, you know, buy things from you or whatever you want to do. Love that. Um, you did mention that you had a hat with your famous designer on it. Do, is that one of your things, one of your items that you really enjoy? Is that like, would you say that's like an item of graphic design or do you have another item of graphic design that you as like a tra- uh, a treasured possession? Oh man, I'm i I'm a little bit of a hoarder, honestly. Um, <laughs> yes. I have lots of little, you know, tchotchkes and stuff like all over the place. Uh, I have tons of examples of uh that i could show you like it, what little pins and everything like i'm looking i'm in my office right now and i'm looking at this like uh like a, a bulletin board that i have a bunch of stuff on there the, from from like my career and everything uh i have a, a design i did for uh like a, what 10 years ago now for uh, a Game Boy modder, I was I was into like the whole like Game Boy modding chiptune kind of thing yes. uh, a while back, and uh, I did a logo for one of the the prominent modders at the time. Uh, that was so much fun to do! Oh my god! And that was one when I was like freelancing still, and then kind of still breaking That's in. Awesome. Um, pins, I have tons of little pins. Uh, love those. Um, <laughs> gosh, there's just so much stuff. Um, my my DMYK cube back here. So this is a this is a fun little uh, prism that is uh, CMYK like cyan, cyan, magenta, yellow, black. And so um, three sides, you know, all all the sides have one color. And if you if you like, like turn it, you can see what the combinations of the colors do. So like if you turn it and you have the the overlap going through, you can see all the different colors that you can produce with uh cyan magenta that's really cool actually he's showing it to me so all you people listening haha shame but it's really it's i that's really beautiful i'll describe it it's like a it's like a one and a half inch cube uh you don't have to go into that detail yeah and and you can and you can it's cool you know it's a little fun little it's really cool yeah i love it um what is your biggest accomplishment you would say with graphic design Oh man. Um, I would just say overall, uh, being able to support my family with it. It's, uh, mm. it's, a uh, it's a tough, uh, career to get in and stay in, I feel like. And, uh, just the ability to, to have a living, um, you know, support my family with it. Uh, that's all I ever wanted to do. And the fact that I get to, uh, make a living kind of like out of my passion that I started out with, like not a lot of people get to do that and so i try to be really grateful that um my day job is 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 something that started out as like a like a passion right even though it's not like maybe the exact same thing but it's like close enough you know where where yeah. uh, I'm, I'm i'm fairly satisfied and yeah i think that's it's pretty rad i i really i really yeah. love that i think there's something to say too about either careers or passions that give you the opportunity to learn more about something you know what I mean? Like it giving you the freedom to like explore because my day job is a data reporting analysts and a lot of my time is researching ways to help data flow or to help in formulas and all this stuff. And I really love that because it's like I'm learning more about things and that's truly what like lights my fire. Same. Yeah, same. And, yeah. and like, yeah, being able to 
to like find a new ways to, uh, you know, organize information in a certain way or learning a new way to do stuff that's a little easier. Like I keep surprising myself too. And it's fun. It stays interesting and it keeps me kind of engaged and it keeps, uh, it keeps that. it, um, yeah, it keeps kind of the, the juice flowing, so to speak. Nice. Well, last question I got for you, then we're going to go on to the trivia. The last question I got for you is, so um, you died. I'm so sorry. Um, And because everyone knows, you know, how I am, uh, I was around and they asked me to come into your house and go through your personal belongings because no one in your family could. Uh, So while I was going through your personal belongings, um, I found this like secret compartment that you had hidden away in a box and a note. And on this note, it said, whatever is in this box represents my obsession. What's in the box? Holy smokes, that is a <laughs> And it can be, it doesn't have to be physical. It can be anything. Uh, it can be metaphorical. It can be abstract, whatever you want it to be. Wow, 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 wow. Um, good Lord. It's like, uh, it's like the, the, the nerdy version of that question is like, if, uh, if you were killed in a video game, like what loot would you drop? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Um, yes. God damn, that is a really tough question. Um, I don't know. I think I might have to come back to it because there's there's so many things. I I do literally have a box, right, of like mementos. Yes, of like my oh, life. I um, love it. I have some. Let's po- make it be that Pokemon box. content in there. Uh, one of the goats of design for sure. Uh, Pokemon, uh, just everything about it is amazing. Um, <laughs> God damn. Um, yeah, my uh, my my Pokemon Slammers collection, um, my pins, all my design pins, uh, and my probably my Draplin hat that I mentioned earlier that I wear a lot. It's not this one; it's it's a different one, uh, <laughs> and probably a can of Liquid Death because I'm I'm obsessed with Liquid Death right now. Yes, <laughs> they have a great logo too. Yes, hundred awesome. percent. Oh well, thank you for this chat, but we are not done yet. I. I'm going to test your knowledge. Oh, I'm not good with it. This is going to be great. You have a total possible of 21 points on today's nerdy knowledge. All right, let's jump into it. The Apple Macintosh computer was released in 1984 and is often credited with revolutionizing the field of graphic design. What feature did it include that helped designers? Oh, I want to say uh, the addition of a mouse. Of a, it was, um, yes! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice! Yeah. It was a mouse. That is awesome. Uh, uh, that's, the, that's the, yeah, great start. That was the only fun fact I had about that. <laughs> it was a mouse. <laughs> um, what historical event in 1969 was greatly influenced greatly influenced the design of the internet including the development of early web pages and websites oh wow that is an obscure question i found this extremely interesting however (laughs) yeah Hit, hit me one more time with that yeah what historical event in 1969 greatly influenced the design of the internet including the development of early web pages and websites well 
I know that the internet was originally a military application. So I want to say uh, something in that vein. Um, I don't know exactly what event, but I know that it's military related and it was a, a military application that led to the, the development of like hypertext Wait, I'm gonna, language and all that stuff. I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to give it to you. Um, do you do you uh, do you know the show Even Stevens off of the Disney Channel? Uh, I mean, I know. Oh, of it, okay, okay, never mind. She, the only reason why I know this happened at this at this date is because in there she sings a song that goes, "We went to the moon in 1969." Amazing, amazing. The moon landing, of course. The moon landing, yes. <laughs> um, so she, so the Apollo mission inspired the creation of ARPANET. ARPANET which is the precursor to internet, which then led to the development of the World Wide Web and so on and so forth. So Correct. the moon landing Correct. did a bunch. Yes, I knew All I right. knew a nebulous kind of like a yeah. amorphous version of that. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm giving it to you. It was, it was military yeah. right. for it. sure. All right. The first digital font was created in 1965 by Matthew Carter. What was the font's name? Oh my God, I have no idea. <laughs> I probably like if you say the font, I, I'm, I'm sure I'll know the font, but I don't know which take, font that was. Take a take a stab at the many names of fonts that you know. Well, usually, <laughs> it's the last the last name. So Carter. <laughs> Ooh, great guess. No, it is Raster. R A S T E R. Interesting. <laughs> ra- I know Raster is like a format op- opposite to vector. It's like a bitmap pixel arrangement rather than oh that makes sense so the font was developed for pioneering photo typesetting technology of the time and laid foundation for digital typography that's used today so that's where the word raster came from i learned something new today look at you (laughs) all right next question this is three parts which well-known brand logo features a hidden arrow between two letters and what are those letters it's uh, the FedEx logo. <laughs> and what are the two letters? Uh, it's between the D and the E, right? Pretty sure. Fed. Are, are you yeah. sure? Um, the D and the E? Right. I can't remember if it's after the like the D and like in between the two words, Federal Express, or if it's earlier than that, right? I think it's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna lock in my answer. It's between the two words, between the D and the E. Between right? the two words. All right. Well, I'm giving you two points because you got E and FedEx, but it's between the E and the X. It's the middle part of the E. I'm a visual person. I need to have it in front of me. Exactly. I know. I do exactly have it right in front of me. All right. You got four points so far. This one is also. Wait, why is this one worth three points? Oh, maybe I'm just giving it to you. Adobe Photoshop is a famous computer software used by graphic designers. However, what was the software initially called? Oh, man, I know this. Oh, I know this. It's. Um... Gosh, I brain fart. I, I, I know this. I had this information in my brain. And it's not there anymore. It wouldn't, yeah. take, take, a, take a stab. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm resisting the urge to open a tab stealthily and look it up. <laughs> I, I appreciate <laughs> that <laughs> well what you could say maybe you were gonna open a new window display 
display works or something I don't yeah know. it was just dis- it was just display okay. I, I thought it was something i thought it was like image works or something like that i don't know oh from yeah. what i found it was uh yeah thomas noel originally called it display that's what i that's what i found lame name uh, well, lame i am too <laughs> um, oh, all right next one <laughs> what is the term for the practice of deliberately inserting errors or inconsistencies into a design or artwork to add an element of surprise or playfulness? What is the term? Yes. I will give you a hint. It is a Japanese term. Oh, gosh. Uh... Wow, no idea. There's a, <laughs> I, I want to. Okay. Uh, this one I wasn't. I wasn't expecting you to. The reason I found it because the word is funny. It is wabi sabi. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think it's like a, there's like a YouTube channel or something or a blog called called that. That's super interesting. And I know the practice wabi sabi where, where you do that to kind of like create interest and stuff. But there's a term. Amazing. Yes. Look at you learning. <laughs> and then this comes this question is very similar to kind of what we talked about too about perception right and i think in the industry they give well the industry period like the fashion industry gives a color a certain like definition you the design industry probably gives a, a different definition as well so i'm curious what color what is the color that is often used to convey luxury, elegance, and sophistication in many high-end fashion and beauty logos. Um, I mean, that's going to depend. Uh, I know. I say, uh, purple has been very associated with like royalty and stuff like that. Uh, gold, I don't know if that qualifies as a, as a color. Um, uh, like deep reds and stuff like that. Um, Gosh, that's tough. I like all of these. I'm giving you. I'm giving you one point because it was blacks and golds were the okay, two. Blacks so and gold. yeah, totally. black. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. black is associated with high end and beauty, which I did not expect when I was doing that research. One hundred percent. Yeah, the sleek, the sleek factor, which uh, uh, I think uh, a lot of people don't get it right. <laughs> you just, you can't just make everything black and and, and make it yeah. you know, feel sleek. More to it than that. Sleek. All right, this next one. How how are you with fonts? Ooh, um, <laughs> I want to say I'm good, but I guess we'll I see. like it. <laughs> well, I want you to give me um, historically uh, and with design trends. What are the worldwide top five popular fonts that are in top use? Five. Okay, uh, I'm going to say uh, Arial, Helvetica. Times New Roman, Comic Sans, obviously, Ariel Helvetica, Times New Roman, Comic Sans. There's one more. Uh, uh, I want to say like Courier, maybe. Oh uh, no! Like all the default fonts, right? Like Lucida, Verdana, and stuff. You got you got the the top four almost exactly right in terms of like their order. Um, Ariel and Helvetica are just switched. Uh, Robo Roboto Robo Roboto Roboto is it Roboto? Okay, yeah, Yeah. that's number five. All right, now name worldwide the bottom five. 
the bottom five. <laughs> yeah. The least and I will tell you once. Yes, Wingdings is not in this, just to okay. let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, and we're just talking like default fonts, right? Obviously. Um, yeah, yes, yes. Damn. Um, the least used. Uh, let's say... I, I really just did this because I want you to trash the fonts is really the, the whole uh, premise of this I, question. Also, I'll say maybe like Verdana, um, Tahoma, uh, God, Courier. Um, I don't know. They're such garbage. I just never think about them. So <laughs> why would I ever I love them? it. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna read them off to you. Papyrus. Oh my god! I have a funny papyrus story for you. <laughs> what is it? Go for it. <laughs> I got to use pi- papyrus unironically on a design. So I was in in this one job. Uh, we were doing. Uh, I was working for like a school, and uh, they were doing this whole like history of paper kind of display for one of those schools, and uh, one of those things was papyrus right legit legit papyrus in papyrus on there and it was like an absolute (laughs) light of my career oh my i'll have to send it to you because i have it oh my gosh please do that is amazing i love that uh so papyrus is tops the bottom five curls mt is the next one (laughs) um comic sans ms is also in the bottom five not Comic Sans, but I'm assuming MS is a different oh, version. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. Uh, brush, brush script, uh-huh. okay. a cursive font, yep, uh, and then impact, a bold and heavy font. I was thinking of impact, but I was like, that's like the number one meme font. So no, that's that's used <laughs> a lot. So I don't know. <laughs> that's fair. Well, whatever this came from, <laughs> you got five, six, seven, eight. Nine points, bravo! Really? Nice. But you know what? Points don't matter, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit the book after this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Orion, for jumping on this, talking about your nerdy obsession of graphic design. I know I've learned a lot. Um, thank you so much for chatting with me. It's been fun. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. This has been amazing. Awesome. Well, is there anything you want to plug? Anything the listeners out there can follow you or what should they do to love graphic design just like you? Uh, Just do it. Uh, Practice makes perfect. Uh, Just have fun with it. Um, Open up Canva, play around with it, break things. Uh, Don't worry about uh, whether it's good or not. Just uh, enjoy it and uh, see what happens. But uh, yeah, I don't really do social media a whole lot these days. I mean, I have my accounts. I just never post on them. Um, I'm consuming <laughs> more than I'm posting these days, but, uh, yeah. And then, uh, definitely that. check out, uh, Aaron Draplin, uh, look him up on Google. He's an amazing designer. Love everything about him. And I could probably go on for hours on like other stuff to check out, but I'll leave it at that. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much. Um, and until then, everyone, we will find you next time. Bye.